Do you find yourself dreaming of owning your own baking business? Then you're in the right place. Hey, I'm Lauren, the host here at the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast. I'll be your guide through this fun world where sugar, entrepreneurship, and passion all collide. So grab your cup of coffee or your glass of wine and sit back and hear stories of wonderful entrepreneurs in the baking industry. Hey, everybody. We're back. I took a little podcast break because, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. And I was trying to um, help my son apply to college after college after college. But that is done. And we are now excited because we have Chua Cookies in the house. And I know everybody that's listening knows you, Arlene, because you are a rock star. So... I'm going to let you introduce yourself, but I just have to tell everybody the very first time I saw you was at cookie con. It was years ago and you were decked out. I mean, you had on this beautiful pink, I think it was um, like real shimmery dress. (laughs) You had on really high heels and you were strutting your stuff. And I thought, man, I got to meet her. And then when I met you, you were the most down to earth, nicest (laughs) sweetest person. (laughs) Lauren, so are you. (laughs) Thank you. So we were just talking a minute ago for everybody that's listening. You and I have such a different life, so it'll be so much fun because I live in this little small town in Kentucky, you know, surrounded by horse farms and you live in the Big Apple. I do. I do. (laughs) So tell us, Where you live, a little bit about your business, and then I'm going to barrage you with questions. Okay. So I'm Arlene Chua. I am the owner of Chua Cookie. I was born in the Philippines, and I immigrated to the USA when I was about seven or eight years old with my family. I live in Staten Island, New York, which is actually one of the boroughs of New York City. Um, It's a little bit more suburban. Like Everybody thinks, you know, New York City, that there's buildings everywhere. But Staten Island is actually a suburb. Like we have houses here. They're small, <laughs> but we do have houses here. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So how did you get into cook? Well, first of all, tell everybody too what you do for a living. Oh, yeah. So I refer to myself, I give myself the moniker that I am a baking banker. So I am in banking by day and I bake cookies till midnight. So my title is I am a senior treasury analyst for a private bank on Wall Street. I've been doing it for 20 years. I'm an assistant vice president and I love my job. I do. I love my day job. I love my colleagues. They're some of the brightest people. Um, and I, I enjoy my day job. And, I, you know, I always get asked like a lot of times, like, hey, would you ever leave it? And the answer is no. I work too hard to get to that title. And I just I love both worlds, honestly. That's amazing. I remember Arlene when I was in college, you know, I grew up in another small town in Kentucky. And so New York City is just someplace that it's just foreign because it's not, it's unlike anywhere that is anywhere close to me. So when I was in college, I had the opportunity to go to New York and I didn't really want to go. I mean, isn't that crazy? I thought, oh, I I just don't want to go. I loved it. I mean, it's magical. And I got it. I wish I would have known you a long time ago because I actually got a job out of college in New York City. Oh, wow. As an as a um a helper to a fashion stylist who oh, picked wow. out clothing. 
And for, for some TV show, I don't remember now which one it was, but I couldn't find a place to live that I could afford because, you know, I wasn't making much money and New York was expensive. So <laughs> expensive, so expensive. And I feel like a lot of people get overwhelmed when they come into the city. But, you know, when you live here, it's like you just tune everything out. Like I just don't even notice anything. They always say, like, you know, New Yorkers mind, mind their own business. And it's so true. Yeah. Well, it's busy, right? Everybody's busy in New York. Right. So how did you get into cookie decorating? So I actually decorated my first cookie January of 2016. Um, you know what? That Facebook algorithm just really knows you. <laughs> I saw back then the OG and she is my cook, my number one cookie idol. I have to give her a shout out, Sweet Ams. I saw a cookie decorating video on Facebook. And I the minute I saw it, I was intrigued. I clicked on the link to her website. I looked up her recipe. It was one o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep because I had lost my mother to cancer. And oh. it was just, you know, it was like a depression thing. I couldn't sleep. And I just like, I couldn't sleep. So this just seeing this video, I just wanted to give it a try just to like, you know, keep my mind like from thinking of other things. Yes. And I didn't have like meringue powder. I used raw egg whites. I didn't have piping bags. I had a Ziploc bag. <laughs> and I little tip and then I piped my first cookie and I was obsessed like obsessed now did you were you artistic were you artistic when you were little um, like did was, you know you had that inside of you you know what? I was always kind of like creative I don't know if it was exactly like artistic but more like creative like I loved arts and crafts I love to doodle you know I like to do like painting but not like you know to the degree that you know um Kirky's cookies or sandy from you can call me sweetie you know not that degree but i always always loved doing crafty things and working with my hands what was the first cookie you ever made do you remember oh yeah i actually and the, the best part is that i have it saved onto my facebook and every year i wish myself a happy cookie birthday because it was like overly ambitious i thought it was amazing but it was a hot mess it was like a wet <laughs> Yeah, it was just a round cookie cutter because I didn't have cookie cutters back then. Now we have like thousands, right? Right. <laughs> it was just a round cookie cutter with um the you know Aunt Sweet Am's um famous like uh, rose wet on wet and like a little bead border. Well, that's that is ambitious. I think my first cookie was a whale, <laughs> just a blue whale, and that yeah. was pretty much it. Uh -huh. And I love that you used the. Yeah. I love that you use a Ziploc bag because sometimes people think, oh, I have to have all this stuff. And you really don't. I mean, just start with whatever you have in your house, right? Exactly. And the most basic thing you need is food gel colors, piping bag, and a scribe. <laughs> yes. So I think it's so interesting that you grew up in the Philippines. So oh, what yeah. types of desserts? Because I didn't realize that about you. What types of desserts were really, did you grow up eating? Oh, you know, I love the Philippines. I actually try to go back almost every year. Um, so our desserts in the Philippines are kind of different from desserts in the U.S. Like I know Americans love that big soft cookie. In European and Asian countries, we think like a soft cookie is stale. Really? <laughs> so we crunchy biscuit. Yeah. But um, I know I my recipe actually isn't tailored to the way I like to bake. Because I know that the American taste palette is different. And I also, um, we don't like our desserts to be too sweet. So like one of the things we use for desserts is ube, which is um, very mild and it's not overly sweet. And so that's why like sugar cookies are not my actual favorite flavor. Like I love a gingerbread flavor. I love the spiciness of it. I love that it's not too sweet. It has like that warmth. So that's actually- what is like, ube? Yeah. I've never had ube. Oh, what it's still- it's delicious. What's so the flavor? 
Um, it's very mild. It's like earthy almost. Um, and it's actually purple. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. It's a root. So it's kind of like in the family of like yams and potatoes. Uh-huh. It's like, I wanted to num like the staple ingredient in the Philippines. Did you use that on the Christmas cookie challenge? Okay, so that's what Priscilla had used on her um challenge that won the first round and the judge were so impressed and the thing about the christmas cookie challenge is that i get so upset that we can't try our competitors cookies because <laughs> right. i was Isn't that the truth yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah when we got home we said we're gonna bake our cookies and we're gonna send them out but then you know life gets in the way and we didn't do that i know lauren tell me about it <laughs> <laughs> and you know I, i've interviewed some wonderful, wonderful people. I mean, everybody that I've interviewed yeah. is wonderful. And and I fit, I find stories that I didn't know about them, which I really, really love. And one thing that you and I have in common is, and I have heard from so many other people, is about the therapeutic effects of baking. Yeah, because so true. It is because I started baking because my son was really struggling in school with dyslexia and I was sad and I needed an outlet. And my guess is you probably never sit still. Never. I never sit still. Yeah. But never. I can sit still baking. Can't you and decorating a cookie? Yeah. Oh, you know, when you're doing a cookie, you just get in your your zone and I don't even like to get up to use the bathroom or eat especially oh I could just decorate cookies for like hours I hate being interrupted I hate it I do too I mean I, it's so relaxing and I don't know if I've even told you this but the first time that I really met you was and really had a conversation with you was when I took your classic cookie con uh -huh. and it was the, <laughs> the famous wedding dresses I mean I saw yeah. these and I thought oh I have to take that class and yeah, it was so, so amazing, Arlene, because they look so difficult. But the way yeah, you break yeah. it down, they are achievable. And they were the most beautiful cookies I had ever made. So when uh, I got back to the hotel room, <laughs> when I got back to the hotel room, we had a brown ottoman. And I was rooming with Fresia, who is the queen uh, of taking pictures uh, yeah. and all yeah. this stuff. So she had brought some props. She's like, we got to be able to take our pictures. So I put those beautiful cookies on what she had brought. And I took a picture mm -hmm. and I put it on Instagram and I put under it, you know, these are the cookies that I made from Arlene Chu in her class. Do you know when they contacted me about the Food Network? I asked the girl, I said, how did you find me? And she said, well, I, I saw some cookies that you had done on Instagram they were those cookies. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> isn't that neat? I oh, thought that was amazing. Oh wow. Oh, isn't it amazing? Like our connections to like in the cookie world and how I, I don't know, like, it's just amazing. Like our connections and like how you don't even know it, but like it helps each other. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh. So tell me, and then this wasn't the, one of the questions that I had sent to you uh, beforehand, but I'm so curious. Your cookie style is so unusual, Arlene, and beautiful and different. And those wedding dresses are just fantastic. So how did you originally come up with that? I mean, I know you love clothes and yeah. it's obvious that you love shoes because I see them all stacked up behind you. I but... <laughs> 
Bill, what was the inspiration for those dress cookies? Because I know you've traveled all over teaching that incredible class. Yeah, I just want to say first that I'm really grateful that that class consistently sells out. It's because of word of mouth. So I really appreciate everyone who has, you know, spread that they love the class. Um, so that class, well, that was actually not meant to be a class. That was actually cookies I made for a client. Um, she worked at Kleinsfeld and they were actually supposed to be gifted to... Um, <laughs> Uh, Barbara from Shark Tank. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It was a while ago. Yeah. So they were just, and then my friend was like, my cookie bestie Camille's cookie jar. She's like, that needs to be a class. I'm like, really? I didn't, like, I didn't realize like how, you know, much, how much people love that, those dresses. So I, I was like, wow, you know what? This picture is getting a lot of traction. I was like, maybe I will make it into a class. But you know how it is with a class too. It's like, is it teachable? You know what I mean? Like in the time frame, and then they probably like a lot of supplies. So I'm like, oh god, you know, all right, let's do it because you, you need so many supplies to teach that class. I don't know if you yes, had, alone had like 20 supplies. So you're like, am I going to break even and buy the supplies? Right for itself because I've been teaching that class for four years and I finally retired, no, not four years, about three years. And I finally retired it last year. I'm going to take it online though, but I, I think I'm done with that class. <laughs> yeah. You probably, I cannot decorate another, I cannot decorate another wedding dress. <laughs> bananas. It's like, you know, it's not fun for me anymore. So. Right. I think I'm <laughs> yeah. And but cookies yeah. need to be fun. Right. I mean, that's part of the reason we do them. They're good to eat and it's fun and it's relaxing. Yeah, People but, will contact me sometimes about making character cookies and I'm mm -hmm. like, no, thanks <laughs> because it's <laughs> not fun for me. I mean, some people love that, but part yeah. of the enjoyment of making cookies is making something that you enjoy making while you're making it. And for me, it's character cookies are not yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of people say that about character cookies. Yeah. So tell me, let's get to the good stuff. Ooh. Tell me about what recently happened to you. I mean, okay. I know what recently happened, but let's share it to the world. And then more importantly, I want to hear your story and your perseverance yeah. about <laughs> what led up to this incredible thing that happened a couple weeks ago. Oh Lord, it's so funny. When you had contacted me, I think it was back in July about doing the interview. I said, well, why don't we wait till November? Because <laughs> I wanted to wait until this moment after it aired. And I couldn't share with you yet, you know, right. until November. But yeah. So after, I mean, I've been on Food Network five times, four of them challenges. And I think it's part of being an immigrant. Like we just don't give up. Like we are, we persevere. <laughs> yes don't give up. And I just keep trying. And, you know, yeah, just a lot of people, I feel like that their main focus is just to win. And I did a cookie con, um, when I was a core instructor back in, I think 2018, my core instructor, um, lecture was on entering competitions. And I tell everyone you should be in it to win it, but that should never be the only reason. And, you know, a lot of disgruntled people and sore losers, I've seen it like in competitions and your heart just can't, that can't be the only reason, you know, right. like yes. your mission is yourself. Like, that's what I always tell people. It's like doing something that you can be proud of that you've never done before. Yes, I totally agree. In fact, you know, when I was on the Christmas cookie challenge, I didn't win. I was really proud of myself. And yeah. of course I was disappointed. I mean, you're always oh, disappointed yeah. if you don't win. It's perfect. I, yeah. I thought, Wow. 
what an amazing experience mm -hmm. that I had. But exactly. the cool thing was when I had the watch party yeah. and my yeah. kids were there and they brought their friends and they were, you could just see the pride in their eyes that that's my mom up there. And for me, for me, it didn't matter if I had one or not. I yeah. had one. Yeah. And you know what? It, it is. It's always heartbreaking when you lose. And the thing is, though, is that I've learned something from like every loss and every heartache. And it's helped me to, you know, be better in the next competition. And one of the things I always have to say is that every time I enter a competition, I can tell when I'm going to get second place and not first. I have a good cookie eye, I feel. And I can always tell when I've been out cookied. So, <laughs> fine. You know what? You're, there's always going to be somebody better than you. Right. And I think some people can't accept that fact. And that's why they don't do well in competitions. Like when I love Becca dearly, like I thought for sure when I, you know, when they told us what the challenge was going to be when we were there, I was like, oh my God, I came up with this idea. I'm going to have an interactive design. I was like, this is going to win it. I know it. I know it. And then I, you know, you, you so far your stations. So at the end I looked over and I'm like, oh my God, I just lost. Like you can tell when you lose, you know what I mean? You can tell you can out cookie. Can't tell. They think like, oh, you know. I don't know. I've seen a lot of sore losers, <laughs> but you, you, well, you tell know, me about, yeah, it's like, sometimes it's not your turn to shine yet. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Right. Yeah. So tell me about the very first food network appearance that you were on and how, how did you get on the show? What show were you on? It was the Christmas cookie challenge. We were the first, well, it's like the revamped um, season one. They actually had other versions of it, but I'll call it the season one revamped version, episode one. I was on it with Amy Pope, who was like my cookie rock star. I love her, the painted pastry. And also Holly, who I actually did the next challenge with, which was a gingerbread showdown. I built a three foot tall gingerbread house for that one. And that was insane. Um, yeah. So I was only decorating cookies for like a year and a half. They slid into my DMs and like everybody else, they're like, is this legit? And I ended up being right. Legit. You know, that's one thing I, I got to say too. Like, you know, I think it's part of my immigrant culture. It's like, we just take chances and we take risks <laughs> and we never stop trying. Yes. So you did the Christmas cookie challenge, the very first one. And then you did the ginger. Yeah, they were a hot mess. So I hear a lot of people like messaging me and they're like, should I do it? I'm so scared of being embarrassed. You know what? Like, make it a funny joke. Like, my cookies were a hot mess, and I still had a great time. And like, who gets to yes. be on TV? Know what I mean? So I just feel like, you know what? If just go there and have a good time. Yeah, because you look back and you think. I mean, still, it, when yeah. I watch the rerun of the episode, I look at it and I think that's not really me up there. Did I really do that? <laughs> so, you, so you were then. I didn't realize that you were on the Gingerbread Showdown. I have to yeah. go watch that. I think that was um so I did the I think that was 2018. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then you did did you do the Christmas cookie challenge? And so then I so the gingerbread showdown, like I when I went into that, um I saw who my competitor was. And the minute I saw who she was, I was like, there's no way I could beat her. She's an anomaly in the gingerbread world. She her name is Beatrice, she's from Canada. I, and the funny thing is that when I did that competition, I was like, oh, imagine we have her as a competitor. I'm like, no, she's from Canada. But little did I know, I thought it was just Americans they were going to bring in, you know? And then I'm like, oh. Yes. So I already went in there, like, just having a good time because I know that her work is amazing. And at that time, I was only two and a half years into cookie decorating. And then the third one was the Halloween one where I met Becca. Yes, that's right. Uh, yeah, I love that girl to death. And one of the things I learned is do not sleep on anyone. Because she was like, oh, I've only been doing this for a year, blah, blah, blah. And I thought my biggest competition was going to be Josh. So lesson learned, do not sleep on anyone because she was pretty 
amazing. Like she decorated her cookies so fast on the first round. She was done. I was still there trying to finish. She was so <laughs> good and fast and clean. I yes. She's, she's amazing. She's an amazing artist. I yeah, mean, very incredible. What you see is what you get. 100% authentic. I love her. This podcast is brought to you by The Cheerful Box. The Cheerful Box is a monthly cookie decorating subscription that brings joy and creativity right to your doorstep. Inside, you'll find a unique collection of cookie cutters, a stencil, clip art, and a step-by-step tutorial on how to decorate all of the cookies that you can make with the cookie cutters in the box. It's the perfect way to indulge in your passion for baking and take your skills to new heights. So after you listen to the episode, be sure and check out the Cheerful Box. Don't miss out on this opportunity to receive a monthly dose of baking magic delivered right to your doorstep. So visit our website and check it out today. Now let's get back to our podcast. So then that was your third and then you did a fourth. Um, the fourth one was just um, a little cameo. This one wasn't a challenge. This one was uh, a documentary style where we were like the cookie con judges for um, they were following people, documenting them, answer cookie competitions. And there was also another one that never aired. <laughs> so then when they contacted you for the last Christmas cookie challenge, what did you think? Did you think this is my time? I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Oh, no. So the Halloween one, you know, when we were there, I, I, I thought for sure, I was like, oh, my idea is great. That one I'm going to win. This one, I wasn't confident with my design. You know, like when you get there and then you hear what the challenge is going to be, like, I was just like, oh, I wasn't confident. So I, that one was a real surprise to me. You, it was incredible. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I knew you were going to win as I was watching it because I thought it was so clean. It was so creative. Yeah. I mean, you can tell that you, like they said, you really wanted this. <laughs> I know. Let me tell you. So I think if I could just give everybody a tip too. Um, I mean, now I can say this because before when I was losing, I can't say this because then I'll sound like a sore loser. But now that I want, I can say this. Time is the great equalizer. It does not matter how talented you are. Time is the great equalizer in these competitions. And the secret to winning is not beating your competitor. The secret to winning is beating that clock. Finding smarter ways to gain more time so you get more cleaner details and a cleaner cookie. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing about um, all those times that you had been on those shows. It gives you knowledge to be able to do it a little bit better the next time. I mean, yeah. when I first came home from the Christmas cookie challenge and someone said, would you do that again? I'm like, no way, <laughs> because I was exhausted. Now I'm like, oh, I totally oh, yeah. do that I, because I know how I can do it better. Yeah, I think I'm an adrenaline junkie, too. Like I do, I, you know, like I, I said that on the Halloween, I was, uh, Halloween cookie challenge. Like I talk fast. I walk fast. We do everything fast. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. So that's I, definitely an advantage. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got to sleep early, early, Arlene. I mean, because I, I wake I, up early. I got to sleep early. And so, but I thought, I'm not going to miss your episode. So I was, I was laying in bed uh-huh. and I was, and I just wanted you to win. I mean, I just wanted you to win so much because I knew your backstory and, and I just felt like it was your time. And I, and I had told you this before, but I cried. I really did. I cried when you won. And I said, yes. I <laughs> My husband was laying beside me. He's like, what's going on? And I said, she won. She won. 
Lauren, the way I screamed was so loud that Jess and Priscilla were hysterical laughing. Like they were genuinely so happy for me too. And you know, we I knew them from Cookie Con and I, that's one of the things I love about Cookie Con too is that how supportive we are of each other. They yeah. were so happy and supportive of me that I won because they knew like, you know, we all want this so badly. You know what I mean? Right. So, and then we all went to dinner afterwards. We went to um, Gucci or Satiria. Well, <laughs> we of course. It had to say had Gucci. Gucci yeah. in the night. <laughs> so I spent some of my winnings uh, to treat everybody to dinner. <laughs> that was nice. I know you are the queen of Gucci. Do you ever wear anything else besides no. Gucci? <laughs> it's actually Chanel. I'm wearing Gucci right now, but this is like oh, it's Chanel. It's yeah. Chanel. That's right. Chanel. <laughs> well, see, the reason I got those messed up is because I live in Kentucky, so we don't really have Gucci <laughs> and Chanel. You know, <laughs> totally fine. I, yeah, they, it has like the CCs, the Chanel logos, Coco. You know, Coco Chanel, and I joke around and say this is a cookie. <laughs> didn't you make? Didn't you get to make a special cookie? For oh, Chanel one time. For Christian Louboutin. Yeah, I got to meet him. Uh, they finally let me meet him after all the shoes I purchased from him. <laughs> Are those the ones with the red bottoms? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I know a little bit about fashion. <laughs> That's why I work so hard. I have a lifestyle I got to maintain. <laughs> well, you work on Wall Street, right? You got in New York City. You got to look the look. <laughs> So tell me about what happened when you got home from the Christmas cookie challenge. Were you thinking I'm done or what's next? What is your, it it sounds like there's definitely going to be something that's going to be next. Uh, I I mean, I don't, I don't don't see you just sitting back thinking, Oh, I'm finished. I'm finished. (laughs) I know you're a (laughs) go-getter. Oh, I will be there. Actually, the one thing I couldn't do was holiday. um, The cookie holiday wars, because it's during last I was actually supposed to do that like two years in a row, but it's, um, they film end of June and end of June, last two weeks of June, last two weeks of December are our reporting dates for my, my job and we can't take off. So that one never works out. But the funny thing is that when I won, I took a picture of me with the ornament, you know, the golden ornament, I sent it to my boyfriend and he's like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, no, I won. You <laughs> so used to me losing. <laughs> I was like, no, I won. <laughs> That's amazing. So was- tell me about. <laughs> Tell me about the the business side of your business with selling all of the wonderful. I mean, your brushes are yeah. every time I do a video and I use a little skinny brush, people are like, where'd you get that brush? Where'd you get that brush? It's the best in the pink mat. So tell me how that all started. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people only see like the success of it, but they don't realize that, you know, I was selling those mats for a year before they finally took off. You know, so it takes, it's a long run. A lot of people only see like, you know, like, oh, she won Christmas cookie challenge, but they might not know that I competed like four other times where I didn't win. You know, that mat, like it was, had a lot of, you know, we upgraded the designs quite a bit to make it perfect. And I was selling for a good year until finally word of mouth and it just kept spreading and spreading. And now, you know, I'm just so grateful and thankful that they're still going strong. But so my job on um, Wall Street, uh, we have a Hong Kong office. So I would go to Hong Kong once in a while back before COVID. And, you know, my friend like introduced me to like some distributors there, you know, now that Hong Kong's part of mainland China and my, my mats and most of my stuff is manufactured in China. And yeah, so that's how I got, that's why making connections and networking (laughs) really helps because you never know. You never know. 
So what all do you sell? You sell, tell everybody what you sell. So when they're shopping for Christmas ideas, right, they can go and shop for yeah. their shop. <laughs> I say I have the mats, the perforated mats. And I think the reason, you know, perforated mats is not something new. Um, it's been around since the seventies. Um, the perforation, uh, but a lot of, I feel like, a lot of people in the U.S. weren't really using the perforated mats. They're either using parchment or like just regular silicone. But um, in the U.S., sorry, in the Europe and in Asia, we use the perforated mats a lot for cookies. But as you know, Europeans and Asians like our cookies crunchy, right? And those were originally designed as bread mats, like the black. So that'll give it like a crusty bottom. So I found that by making it a lighter color, just like when you bake on a light versus dark pan, um, the cookies aren't as, you know, hard uh -huh. or uh, crusty in the bottom. So it has that soft texture in the middle that a lot of Americans like. So just by, you know, tweaking that one simple design. That's cool. <laughs> and the airflow, so it's a more even bake, helps the, you know, reduce spread. And then we also do the brushes. And then now, you know, I, I try to like keep up with trends. I know those cookie closets are doing a... a a good, um, a lot of people are doing those closets, those uh, racks for uh, onesies. And, and now even like, it's so cute. I've seen um, people do it with the ugly Christmas sweaters, right? For the holidays. So I spoke to my, my manufacturer and we were able to get it at a really good price. And our price is actually lower than Amazon. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> I thought, okay, something having to do with clothing for you is the perfect, it's yeah. the perfect, so perfect mean, setup. <laughs> now do you do you store all that stuff in your home because i imagine that and my my boyfriend is ready to evict me it was in it's <laughs> not room and it's a helmet <laughs> that's the only thing that's kept me from um going into that side of the business selling things because i thought i have no more room in my house for anything oh uh, it's getting yeah because then we also have like 12 wholesale accounts now too so like the Sweet Design Shop carries our mats, um, Periwinkle Cutters, uh, TMP, Bees, yeah, Bees Big Supplies. Yeah, so. That's amazing. Are you like, cha-ching, there's another pair of shoes for me. <laughs> <laughs> the immigrant thing too, it's like where we just like, we just like to like really try to make and save well spend it too but <laughs> you know just working really hard and like trying to make money is just like really important for like immigrants i think just because we know what it's like in our you know our home country yes so when you <laughs> first came to the united states you said you were nine or ten did you speak any english oh yeah so in the philippines um it's kind of like uh like i guess like india where most of the people speak english okay. um it's, we, most of our schools um most countries honestly you learn at least two languages so yeah, we I grew up in school um, learning English and Filipino. So I already came here, you know, knowing how to speak English. Yeah, was that that must have been hard and exciting? I'm thinking at that age, um, going to a, what? Do you remember your thoughts about that? Oh yeah, I mean, you know, it's different. It's difficult to adjust. I I think at that age, um, in school a little bit, just because culture just things are so different you know and plus it's a tropical country and we moved to new york and it was like dead winter it was freezing yes. <laughs> it was cold you know but i mean i came here young enough where i was able to adapt and i somehow like lost my accent and now i have like a really strong new york accent <laughs> you do <laughs> you do i figured you'd just grown up in new york you'd lived there your whole life <laughs> so what are your aspirations for chua cookie um, so honestly to slow down a little bit, 
<laughs> so um, I'm going to take my classes online. I, you know, I've been doing Cookie Con for about since 2000, I think 16 was my, no, 2017 was my first Cookie Con. Um, I've been last, okay, this, this, this year alone, I did five conventions, a Food Network taping, and it's just, it's insane. It's insane. And I work full time and my job is like 10 to 12 hours a day. So this year, next year, I said no conventions. I'm going to go to Cookie Con as an attendee. I didn't apply to teach or a vendor. And I just really want to get into just making cookies again and just like slowing down a little bit. <laughs> I'll just it's hard to do though, online. isn't it? I'll do the online shop and hopefully online classes, but I'm not going to do physical classes for at least a year. Yeah, Good for I, you. Let's see if you stick to it because I've said those same things. You I know, know, I said I'm not going to make, I'm not going to sell cookies anymore, and then I start doing it because I just miss making them. Yeah. And a friend of mine said, "You said you weren't going to do that anymore because you were too busy." I'm like, I know, but I really like it. So <laughs> it's like I, you know what? And the thing is, like, one, I'm so I'm like, okay, so like the you know winning the Food Network, I, I, I just feel like I'm so tired to enjoy any of these things. Sure. You know, yeah, like I won food network and then I had my watch party and then I was just so tired. I had to go to work the next day. And then that same week I did this gingerbread museum for um, the Museum of New York City in Manhattan. And I was on channel 11 news, channel seven, channel one. I didn't even post any of it because I'm just like wow. so exhausted. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. I'm not getting to enjoy any of it. So right. I feel like I want to enjoy it. That's why I really That's cannot wait to go to cookie con as an attendee and just take it back to the roots and just go there. Just have a great time. Hang out with my cookie friends. I did that. I did that with the last cookie con. It was so much fun. Right? I mean, I thought I'm, I don't want to teach anything. I just want to go hang out. And yeah. I went and hang out. I hung out and I taught. Oh, I had the best time right. ever. Dinner with them, like shopping the vendor hall. You know, I want to just do all the fun stuff. I yes. want to Asses. <laughs> right. Well, that's good. So um, are you ready for the speed round questions? I am. I am. I am. <laughs> okay. So I always ask because I love to cook. What is your favorite cookbook? All right. So it's a tie between two. Okay. It's the modern cookie. I love Chris Taylor and his husband. And also I got to give it to my idol, Sweet Ams. Her book is amazing. She even autographed it for me. So that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> he is so talented. I mean, when I first started, that's who I, I watch her videos all the time. There weren't that many people doing cookies. And right. she has the most soothing voice too, doesn't she? Yes, it's therapeutic for sure. <laughs> and then the cookie, what did you say? The cookie cookbook, the first uh, one? A Modern Cookie by Chris Taylor. They were um, this keynote speakers, I think like two years ago, Cookie Con. Taylor yes, I remember them. I have not seen that yeah, cookbook, but I'll have yeah. to get that. Because they're real life, cookies. yeah, they're real life scientists. So the science into their baking is like amazing. They really break it down. And then they—I didn't even know until like a year later—they gave me a shout out in the back for my mats. <laughs> How yeah. nice is that? Yeah, I love. In fact, my here's my favorite. One of my favorite cookbooks. It's right here, the Cookie uh -huh. Handbook, because it's oh. the science. That's what yeah. I like about it. It I, tells you what the ingredients do and why they do it. And I love science. So I, I really, I'll have to get their book. Oh yeah. It's amazing. And, and then were you saying like, something I, about I, another <laughs> cookbook, another cookbook that you liked? Oh, just the Sweet Ams one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then if you could bake for anyone, who would you want to bake for? 
Oh, well, hands down my mom. Um, so when I started cookie decorating, she wasn't even alive, you know, that that's what got me into, you know, my therapeutic, you know, being able to like grieve the loss and everything. So hands down, yes. my mom. So I would have loved to bake for her. She, yeah, would well, be she sure would be proud of you, what you've accomplished. I wish she was here, but I know she's looking down, so. Yes. Now, what kind of um, advice would you give to someone who is listening and thinking, man, I would like to get into cookie baking? Um, you know what? Just practice. I know it sounds like annoying, and but honestly, you're not going to get better without practicing and putting in the time and effort. And I, I just feel that this world of instant gratification. Um, yeah. Don't give up after your first cookie because it's not going to be pretty, you know, and this always right. Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I think taking classes that you don't think you can do. I mean, when I took your class, I, I had not done cookies very long and I thought I, I can't do, I don't think I'm going to be able to do that, but I'm sure going to enjoy trying. Yeah. And I was able to do it. And I learned some things that I was then able to take to uh, the more simple cookies that I was making. And it helped me get on the Food Network because yeah. even when I interviewed with the network executives, yeah. they said, we really loved those um, wedding dress cookies that you oh made. And so I happy. said, well, you know, that was a class that I took from Arlene Chua. And they said, oh, we know Arlene. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 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 and you know, I think, I think, I think your name is so fun because yeah. it's your last name, but yet it goes with cookies. Cause it sounds like chew. I mean, you were meant to do this, right? Yes. Yeah. But that's my pun. I was meant for cookies. Even my last name, chew a cookie. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, thank you for joining me. I mean, I was so excited because. I love your vibe. I love everything about you, your personality. You are just always a positive ball of energy. I love it. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I'll look forward to seeing you at Cookie Con, just walking around, being friendly and, you know, saying hi to people instead of stuck in the back room, right? Getting all the supplies together. (laughs) Well, let's hope we can get a ticket. I know that's the truth. Not going to have that inside. (laughs) I know that's, that's the hard thing is when you go and you help in some way, you're guaranteed a ticket. And when you don't, you're not. So... (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Well, have a Merry Christmas. And I'm so glad to talk to you. And I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you, Lauren. Kisses. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Hey, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe to the Sugar Coated Dreams podcast on your favorite podcast app. Also, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast. That way, all your friends will be able to find it, too. A new episode will be released every Thursday. Until then, remember to keep dreaming big and never underestimate the power of a little sugar and a lot of passion. I'm Lauren, the Cheerful Baker, and your host here at the Sugar Coated Dreams Podcast.